Hi guys, welcome to the brand new podcast, Divorce, What I Wish My Parents Knew. My name is Grace Casper and I will be your host on this journey. I am currently 23 years old, I'm a child of divorce, and I'm writing a book on divorce from the kid's perspective. Did you know that there are plenty of resources out there on divorce, but practically all of them are written by psychiatrists, doctors, other adults that have been through divorce, but I haven't seen very many written by the actual kids. This is really unfortunate because there are a lot of divorces that happen, which include the kids. I want to share this letter with you that I will be reading at the beginning of every episode to remind you that you are not alone. Dear parents, divorce was not in your life plan. No one anticipates getting a divorce. It completely turns your world upside down and forces you to create new rhythms without your life partner. You might have regret or anger or feel a sense of freedom. Either way, there is hope. If you're listening to this podcast, this probably means that you have kids. And if anything good came from your marriage, it was your kids. So as you listen to what these children of divorce have to say, I challenge you to listen before becoming defensive, to be humble and open-minded, to take notes and even share or digest these suggestions with your friends. You are not alone in this journey. Unfortunately, the divorce rate is rising and more and more families are choosing this path, but it's up to you on how you want to create your new family. You could choose to create a healthy one that actively seeks out wholeness and healing, or you could stand still and create a dysfunctional one that stays mad at how things have turned out and never seeking healing. But something tells me that you're seeking the first option. Are you ready to be taught by a child of divorce? Let's do this. Hi guys, welcome back to Divorce, What I Wish My Parents Knew. Today I am seated virtually with my friend Toyin. Toyin, where are you coming from? I am coming from Chicago, Illinois at the moment. Queen. And Toyin, how old are you at this moment? I am 23, like 10 months and some change. (laughs) You're a real young adult living her dream in Chicago. That's awesome. Thank you. It's very fun. Well, Toyin, there's no easy way to dip into the topic of divorce. So hit us with your divorce stats. Cool. Okay. So I was 18 when my parents got divorced. Um, neither of my parents remarried. My dad is dating as far as I know. Um, and I do have a relationship with both of my parents currently. That's awesome. Dang. Oh my goodness. Okay. So 18, holy cow. What a pivotal age and what a crazy time for parents to split. Um, couple yes. questions there. Like, were you expecting it? Was it one of those relationships where it was rocky all the time? And then when they got the divorce at 18, you were kind of like, oh, finally, or did it kind of come out of nowhere? And you were like, oh, what? Hmm. It's a good question. Um, yeah, you're right. 18 is a very just tumultuous time to be alive. Uh, <laughs> like you're illegal, but you really can't do anything and you're about to leave home. So there's a lot of emotions, but for me, um, I always say that my parents were two people that were never supposed to be together. So it was something that we all knew and by we, I mean, like my siblings, my family, we all knew it was coming. Um, the timing was kind of random in my opinion, but, um, yeah, I, I knew it from a very young age that they weren't going to be together. 
And I was honestly shocked that they lasted as long as they did, because I thought it would be a lot sooner than that. Wow. And in the way that your siblings are arranged, like, are you the youngest, the oldest, the middle? Yeah, I'm the youngest. So I have an older sister. She's 18 months older than me. And then my older brother is 30. So do you feel almost as if they kind of waited till all kids were 18 and then they were like, okay, since they're not kids anymore, we can do this now. (laughs) They must've had to, I guess, like for probably for legal reasons. And I understand that. And I think it was a serious blessing in disguise that they did that, which I haven't had that thought until quite recently, but it was definitely Mm -hmm. like me turning 18 and I, my birthday's in December. So actually the day that we moved out of our house was the day after I graduated from high school. So it really happened when I was like done being a child. And the next day it was, it was, it was out. Oh my gosh. That's wild. So then I just am curious for parents right now that have chosen to go through the divorce. I know that some of them, their kids are younger and they're just like, Oh, I'm ruining their childhood by splitting and not being Mm -hmm. with my spouse. But on your side of things, and I'm not trying to put words into your mouth to tell me if you would totally disagree, but do you feel as if maybe life would have been more peaceful if they would have separated earlier? I feel like if you would have asked me this question like a year ago, maybe less, I would have said yes. But recently I've changed that answer to no, because Mm. for me, I was a very like emotional child. I always filled my life with a lot of things, but like mentally I wasn't doing great, just kind of naturally as you kind of are figuring yourself out that age. So I feel like for me, it was, and I found this later as a blessing in disguise that my parents were together because when you get divorced, depending on where you are, like the kids would probably go with one parent and a lot of times they go probably with the mom and me, my my dad has always been my closest parent and I needed him to be around. So I think that in waiting till I was grown, it actually saved me from probably other ramifications that I can't even really think about. But um, Mm. yeah, I don't know. I think for me, it was necessary, but I think for a lot of kids, if, 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 or if, if their mental, emotional, holistic well-being is intact, it may be a good idea to do it when they're younger, because I did see that my parents were great parents when they were apart versus when they were together. Like they were the best they've ever been when I went to college, which was so shocking to me. Wow. That's wild. So, um, since it happened at that age and you were entering college, you didn't really have the classic, like, you know, going from house to house. However, did you face that then with coming home from college, like during summers and holidays? Was that difficult to manage? Uh, kind of, I guess. So when my parents split, it was technically the summer after senior year. So I was staying at my dad's full time and my mom was nearby. I've always been closer with my dad. So it was never really a question of if I was going where it was like when. Um, and my mom and I have have had a pretty rocky relationship just all my life we're very similar and very different our relationship is actually like we're building it now um so it's in a relatively healthy spot but at the time I didn't really want much to do with her so Mm. I was mainly at my dad's um which is like complicated when it just comes to like you're 18 so you don't have full independence yet but you have a good amount of it and I was I went to school on a full scholarship so I was fine financially 
And my sister, who's pretty close in age to me, was still going back and forth between parents. So it was it was a weird thing to navigate. Hmm. That's so strange. Yeah. Did your so your parents gave you the permission to choose where you wanted to go? Um, I guess like in layman's terms, yes, but it was never really a conversation. Like it it just kind of happened when they like. I came home and like my mom was gone and I knew that she was around, but like I didn't know where. And I was with my dad. I've always been permanently with my father. So it was just a matter of like moving on. Like we sure. owned another house in the area. So we went to that house and that was it, you know? That's so strange. Yeah. Um, so then for the parents that are listening that are seeking to help their kids through the transition of divorce, what do you think are things that your parents or parent did well. And then later we'll talk about maybe some things that they could have grown in. Sure. Um, did well is funny and I feel kind of bad. Because <laughs> I'm like, what did they actually do that was good? Like I would love no. to know, you know, like, let me think real quick. Um, Ooh, what did they do? Well, Oh God. And it couldn't have, I mean, it doesn't have to be like, you know, during the beginning transition. I mean, maybe they didn't do much well in the beginning, but maybe it's something recently that they've started to do that. You're like, Oh, I really appreciate this now. Mm, Well, I think, I think it's better now, but they did a good, they do a good job now of like still, um, trying to like be respectful of the fact that like my dad would be like, she's your mom. And my mom would be like, he's your dad. So you still need to, you know, treat him with respect and say X, Y, and Z. So that level of like mutual respect, I think they've grown from that. Like they were, they, like everybody was at my college graduation. They were there. It was very cordial. It was actually really nice to be honest, like just to, Mm -hmm. for them to be there. And it was about me and, and it was, it was very, very lovely actually. Um, what else? That's huge. Some parents can't be in the same room after a divorce. So that's a really big thing for them to put aside their own pride and their own opinions of the other spouse or ex-spouse, I should say. Absolutely. And be there for the kid. That's really huge. Yeah. And I had always like told my parents, like, why, what was the point of this marriage? Like, why are you together? I'd rather, (laughs) I'd rather you not have been together. Like I I will gladly peace out of this world. However, like the thing that the marriage was not in vain because of me and my sister. And I'm very aware of that now, you know? Mm. So it's, yeah, it's just, it's so weird to like talk about this like this. Um, But they were able to like put their whatever's aside for a second and just like be proud of something that they had a hand in creating which was me and my sister you know so like that was really cool um I think that what they didn't do well was just just a slew of things to be honest but um (laughs) one thing that they really struggled with even when they were still together was like just kind of talking bad about them each other to the kids because that inevitably makes the kid have to pick a side it affects the relationship that you have with them and like it's kind of like it's like a party file it's like you're not allowed to do that like no offense but you don't have you don't have have the right right anymore no right so that was very very difficult and that like getting over that was like me putting up very strict boundaries with both my parents being like we're not gonna have this conversation and I I wasn't I didn't know I needed to do that probably until I was grown and started therapy and working through all my stuff um but that was very hard it just affects the child so much and, and we're so impressionable like yes 
Yes. Even, even past 18, I would say like, yes, I'm in my Absolutely. 20s and like, it's a fun time, but I'm still figuring stuff out. Like people's opinions hold weight, especially people that gave me life, you know? Yes. So I think that's that huge a- toy-in because I, yeah. I uh, have heard this. It's such a common thread for many kids. And yeah, luckily for you, you were at the point where you, you were wise enough and mature enough to enter into counseling. And your counselor is like, Hey, we need to draw boundaries there. But for kids that are eight years old and the parents talking bad about the other parent, like you're totally right. Kids are sponges and they're just like, yes. wait, do I trust mom? Do I trust dad? Cause dad's saying this about mom or mom saying this about dad. And yes. that's one of my biggest things to say to parents is like, you don't realize, I know that person hurt you, but mm-hmm. your kid cannot divorce their parent. That will forever be their mom. That will forever be their dad. And so I just, I love that you drew that boundary. How did they receive that boundary being drawn? Were they like, I never do that. What are you talking about? Or were they pretty receptive and were like, man, thank you so much for doing that. What did it look like? They were relatively defensive at first. And I think it's because something like a marriage is so, I mean, it's literally almost all emotional tie besides, you know, mm. the financial or whatever. So they, they both were probably a little bit taken aback, probably more so my mom. Um, but I think they've, they've gotten to a point now where, you know, they say time heals everything. And I think I believe that to an extent. I think that it just makes the wound less painful. I don't think it actually does the healing, but mm, I think that time yeah. has helped because they're, yeah. they're nicer now, like probably about each other than they probably ever have been. And I think hopefully as the years go by, it'll just get better and better, you know, but sure, yeah, my parents are, they're, they're something else. I guess everybody would say that about their own parents, but they really are. <laughs> Is there any other piece besides them speaking poorly about the other parent that you would give advice to parents going through it right now of like, Hey, please don't do this. (laughs) Um, you know, I think that I'm the kind of person that I, I think that knowledge is power. I really value knowing what's going on. I think I've been that way for a long time. And I always knew that something was wrong in my house. Mm -hmm. Like my parents first, I think we're thinking about divorce when I was like probably six or seven and they separated when I was in middle school. And I remember being about 12 and I started asking my dad, like, when are you getting a divorce? Cause this isn't working. Like mm. having that kind of, I guess, having the balls to say that at 12 years old to my dad was like, a, I think it was a kind of a big red flag. Like we know what's happening in the house. Like, yeah, like kids are smart. Feel it. Right. Yeah. So I think I would have liked to, to just know more about what was happening. I think that there's a certain cadence that you have to use to talk to children. And I know that, you know, like 12 year old me versus 17 year old me are two different people, you know? Sure. Sure. But I think that to an extent, kind of letting your kids know maybe what's happening in a healthy way with boundaries in place, maybe with even like the assistance of a therapist sure. and then they letting them know that like they're not, it's not their fault, which is kind of weird. Like I never really understood that because I was older when my parents got divorced, but mm-hmm. I was hear people say like the kids usually think it's their fault, blah, blah, blah. And like, there was, I didn't think that when I was 18, but I definitely thought that when they were like fighting when I was growing sure. up, I was like, wow, if it's over me, then maybe it's my bad or something like that. So I feel like reaffirming their fears and doubts and like approaching it as a team even if you're, they're not mm-hmm. a romantic team anymore but being like we're, we're your parents so this the team is not going to 
right. And that takes a lot of, I think, emotional maturity for anybody at any age. But going in as a unit and being like, we may not be getting along, but we will always be here for you together. That's huge. Because I think that my parents, deep down, I know that they will always be there for me. Like if something was happening, they would call each other and figure it out, you know? But I didn't, I didn't know that. And I was the kind of kid that like, I didn't know something was true unless someone told me. And it's like, it's like about love and things like that. So yeah. I think that that's just like so vital to let your kids know that you're still on their side because a lot of times they don't know that, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, I think it's funny how like this, the theory of the five love languages and I know someone who um, their parent was, you know, present at all of their things and, um, always showed up and gave hugs, but never actually verbally said, I'm proud of you. And this person is in their thirties. And even though they've seen the actions of their parent, they're still wanting, and they're literally in their thirties and they're still wanting their parent to look at them in the eye and say, I am proud of you. And, um, I don't know. I just think, even if it's not your style as a parent to do verbal affirmation, your kid might need that. And then vice versa. If you're always saying, I'm proud of you, I'm proud of you, I'm proud of you, but you're never showing up to their events. What is that really saying? And so yes, being a holistic parent of showing up in all of the ways verbally presently with your body and through physical affection. Um, I think that's huge, but this is a random question, Toyin, and it's a more personal one, so you don't have to answer it if you don't want to, but how do you feel like watching this whole story pan out? Has it affected your view of marriage? Like, do you want to get married? Is marriage scary to you? Do you think it's worth it? Mm, that's a good question. I think that I, I, I was that girl growing up that, like, dreamed about her wedding and her wedding dress and all that jazz like I love the romanticism of it I think that that's changed into more realism growing up um I think that my biggest fear one of my biggest fears is is getting divorced like my parents did I still want to get married like I I believe in marriage I believe in the 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 union and the just how special and awesome it is um but obviously when you grow up the child of divorced parents, it affects how you are in relationships. So marriage to me right now feels like this like arbitrary goal. That's like, it feels almost like a miracle, like mm. that I could find somebody that I like enough to want to like hang with forever feels yeah. <laughs> like a miracle, like a miracle, like Jesus would have to come down, take my hand and find this man. Listen, he may be out there and like, I'm, I'm, I'm down, like I'm here for it. But it just feels sometimes it feels so far-fetched. I have like hope mm. just because of just Jesus and life. Like I'm I'm very sure. hopeful. I, I still am a romantic. I'm not a hopeless one though. I think I'm a hopeful romantic, you know. Yeah. Um, but like it's just involved having like me having to do a lot of work on myself and like look in the mirror and be like, why, why do you have issues with this? And why was it hard to say I love you to people and things like that? Mm. So there's been ramifications. I think they're just kind of inevitable. Nobody goes through childhood unscathed. It may not yes. be marriage related, but it's totally. life related, you know? And totally. like most of therapy is like working on your inner child who needs to be healed. Like that's what they use. So everyone has damage to an extent, you know? Absolutely. I remember a friend of mine, she'd never been to therapy before. And she had like the, from the outside, you, you think it's like the perfect life. Like her parents are still together 
She never experienced anything like medical tragedy or um, like no visceral trauma. But Mm. I was like, no, like everyone needs to go to therapy at some point. Like something happened in your childhood. And she's like, no, it was perfect. And then she went (laughs) and she was like, oh yeah, you're right. Like I have this issue with my mom here. I have this issue with this person here. And I was like, yeah. So I agree with you, whether it's, you know, divorce or not, you can't escape childhood with like no wounds. And so I guess that's encouragement to you parents that are listening that you can't be the perfect parent. Even if you did everything by the book, even if you listen to all of the advice in the whole entire world, you're still human and you're going to mess up and that's okay. So, you know, just start the savings fund for therapy right now. (laughs) seriously like I will be in therapy for the rest of my life willingly like I'm doing pretty well right now but I you know that I'm in there on Thursday mornings like you are and like the six month check-in like yeah I'm fine I don't need to go every week but man I'm gonna do a six month check-in to make sure everything's still working in the old brain seriously like it's just (laughs) life is hard enough like just existing and like everyone needs that level of assistance you know and I feel like absolutely there's this like beautiful thing I think that happens when your kids get older, because I think that in the moment, it's very hard to deal with these things as a parent, how you talk to your child and deal with your own relationship. But as a child, you see your parents as like superheroes, like they're on this pedestal, they're perfect humans because they're your parents. But the kind of breaking down of those walls, mm-hmm. if you're willing to work on that as a grown person is incredibly humbling and just like allows for this level of empathy that you can have as like a child of parents that went through that like I have so much empathy for my parents because I mean they're night and day like if I was one of them I'd be like yeah this this probably was horrid like it just made no sense and you don't I mean nobody gets married to get divorced so you don't go into that thinking it's gonna be like exactly exactly and then you know when you have kids it's a different kind of commitment so you only do the best that you can with the information that you have at the time, you know, go off queen. Yes. I love that. (laughs) Well, Toyin, as we wrap up things here, is there anything left that you want to share about divorce or about your relationship with your parents now, or any kind of wisdom that maybe we've skipped over? I haven't asked about. Hmm. I feel like if I could like tell myself something that maybe I needed to hear when I was kind of going through the misty waters of that would be like to my parents would be like don't forget to tell your kids that that you are for them you know yeah you are on their team that you love them amidst and despite all the things because like Mm -hmm. kids are growing up they don't know anything I'm 23 and I feel like I know everything and nothing you know, and I love that everything and nothing. (laughs) It's just, you just don't remember sometimes like your parents love and care for you, even amidst like their weird actions or whatever. So I feel like it's just like the reaffirmation to like tell your kid that you love them and that you care for them and then show it like with your Mm -hmm. actions. Cause we don't know unless we see it, you know, Mm -hmm. that's really beautiful toy. I love that. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird how you can, how you can move out and, you know, live a quote unquote independent life in this Western American country, Mm, but, um, Mm. (laughs) but we still need family. Like we still need the support of our parents and no matter how old you will get, they're still your mom and dad. Um, 
or like large like my babies. friend <laughs> like my friend in her 30s she has a kid and she's still wanting her mom to say I'm proud of you so yeah it's crazy yeah it's weird like that stuff just travels with you like when I left mm-hmm. the house at 18 I was like this is gonna be great like it's not gonna be perfect now and I just basically carried my baggage in a suitcase to college in the mm. first year it was like so it's probably the worst year of my life today like it was just so difficult emotionally because I had to deal with all that stuff I was just now by myself in godforsaken Missouri in a dorm, <laughs> you know yeah yeah <sighs> without like any map or guidance and no one's telling you what to do you just got to figure it out none of that like that was just me Jesus and a therapist that came in and out you know that's a good that's a good uh tri- that's a good trinity though it's, me and Jesus really and a bad. therapist. Yeah, no, no, for real. That could be a book. Like, that's that's good. That's strong. <laughs> well, Toyan, yeah. thank you so much for your wisdom today. I thank you for donating part of your busy time and fast-paced Chicago land to just talk to parents who are really going through it right now. Um, and I know it's going to benefit them. So, love you. Very ya. happy I got to do this. Love you, too. Thank you too. Well, parents, you know what to do. Listeners, you know what to do. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and follow if you enjoyed. If you liked some of Toyin's wisdom, be sure to leave a review and explain what you loved about it because I love reading through and I'm sure Toyin would love to read through all the little pieces of nuggets of wisdom that you got from her story. And also don't forget to follow me on Instagram at grace underscore underscore Casper. And I will be posting the video of Toyin there. Um, and I'll post future tips on divorce as well. So you are not alone, my friends. And you got this. We'll see you later.